This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about an upcoming holiday danger pancreatitis. We'll be right back after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today. I wanted to talk about some upcoming dangers, and that's something called pancreatitis. Pancreatitis is basically inflammation of the pancreas, and it can actually range in severity. In other words, some dogs get a really mild form, and some dogs get a really severe form where it can actually be fatal. We'll also talk about cats because cats get it sometimes too. The reason why I wanted to bring up pancreatitis is because one of the biggest emergencies I see is pancreatitis in dogs, and that's because they get into something fatty, which is typically turkey treats. So leftover turkey, leftover skin from the turkey, and all of these things are really fattening to dogs. In dogs, we can see pancreatitis from high-fat diets, like getting into turkey, sometimes from having an inherited hyperlipidemia, which means that their blood is actually too fatty from certain drugs or poisons, from trauma, or if your dog has an endocrine disease like an underactive thyroid or hypothyroidism, diabetes, or something called hyperadrenocorticism when their body is producing too much steroid. Sometimes we can also see pancreatitis if there's a bile duct problem. You've probably heard of people who've had their gallbladder removed. Well, sometimes that actually happens as an emergency surgery in dogs too, when they have a bile duct obstruction. Now, if you own one of these three breeds of dogs, a Yorkshire Terrier, a miniature Schnauzer, or a Shetland Sheepdog, I want you to pay close attention. And that's because these three breeds of dogs are really predisposed to acute pancreatitis. In fact, Those three breeds, I never want getting any kind of turkey, even if you think it's a really low-fat breast meat. So again, when in doubt, 
don't give your pet any kind of turkey snacks because of the risk of acute pancreatitis. Now, what exactly happens with acute pancreatitis in dogs? Well, because of the inflammation of the pancreas, we oftentimes will see dogs coming in for vomiting, diarrhea, not wanting to eat, dehydration, abdominal pain, and even fever. Sometimes dogs are so painful in the abdomen, they'll actually stretch out their abdomen, stretch out their front legs, and almost be in a downward dog yoga position. And as soon as you see that, you want to get to a vet right away because that's a classic sign that we can see with pancreatitis. Some other signs we can see include excessive thirst, excessive urination, or again, shivering or signs of pain. Now, the diagnosis of pancreatitis is typically based on physical exam and oftentimes we'll find a painful abdomen. It's also based on blood work. So what blood work are we going to do to test your dog for pancreatitis? This typically includes doing a complete blood count to check the white and red blood cells, a chemistry panel to check the liver enzymes, the kidney values, and even two pancreatitis values, a urine test, and sometimes even x-rays. On x-rays, we'll often see an abnormal dilation of the duodenum, which is the first part of the small intestines. Oftentimes, we'll do an abdominal ultrasound, and this is typically only available at emergency veterinary clinics or specialty clinics. This is actually the best way of being able to confirm the diagnosis of pancreatitis. Now, ultrasound doesn't hurt your dog at all. We do need to shave your dog's belly, but it's not going to be painful at all. In fact, it's just like a sonogram or a pregnancy ultrasound. Ultrasound is going to basically look at the architecture of the organs, so it's much more diagnostic than just doing x-rays. There's actually a couple of pancreatitis tests that we can also run too, but these aren't always accurate, so when in doubt, check with your veterinarian. Now, the main treatment for pancreatitis includes IV fluids, so we can make sure that your dog is hydrated, really strong anti-vomiting medication, sometimes we'll start an anti-diarrheal medication, and oftentimes, we'll put dogs on pain medication because, again, pancreatitis can be quite painful. There's no cure for pancreatitis. Oftentimes, again, most dogs are hospitalized for anywhere between two to four days for pancreatitis. And this can be quite costly in the ER vet. So when in doubt, I always tell people, avoid that costly pancreatitis visit to begin with by making sure to keep those snacks away. So again, if you want to give your dog a tiny piece of turkey, as long as there's no fat, skin, or bones, it's typically not a problem. But in those three breeds that are very high risk for getting pancreatitis, again, the Yorkshire Terrier, the Miniature Schnauzer, and the Shetland Sheepdog, they should not get any treats at all. We'll continue with the topic of pancreatitis right after these messages from our sponsors. And then we'll come back and talk about cats with pancreatitis. malnourished and emaciated. Constant scratching and just being unpleasant. He was shedding excessively. He was losing his fur. Franklin was rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Bear was a rescue from the same shelter in Kansas City, Missouri that I got J.J. the Terrier. I found his raw meat diet, which is raw meat, eggs, rice, and Dinovite and Lickochops. His omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I've got my ground beef, the Dynavite, and I just mix it all together with the eggs and the shells. Franklin, he's thriving. His coat is soft and shiny. He's shedding much less. They're much happier. Their coats are better. Their behavior, especially their behavior, is better. 
How do you feed your shelter dog to derive a great attitude? Start that little pet off right. 859-428-1000. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> ER vet. We've been talking about pancreatitis and how it can affect certain dogs, especially certain breeds. Again, the easiest way to prevent a costly visit to the ER vet is to make sure you don't feed your dog anything fattening. So again, make sure all your guests obey your rules and don't feed your dog without asking your permission. Now, what about cats? Do cats get pancreatitis? Pancreatitis was discovered in cats about 20 years ago, but it's a relatively new diagnosis. The frustrating thing is it's oftentimes hard to diagnose pancreatitis in cats because the signs are really subtle. That's a little bit different from dogs. Again, with dogs, they classically always vomit with pancreatitis. Cats oftentimes may or may not vomit, but they can show signs of lethargy, hiding, fever, or abdominal pain. The unique thing about cats with pancreatitis is that they don't necessarily have to get into anything fattening. That's different than dogs. Again, dogs typically have to get into something fattening like turkey leftovers. Interestingly enough, humans get pancreatitis too, but it's typically from gallbladder stones, alcoholism, or drugs. Now, when it comes to cats, the most common clinical signs we see with pancreatitis, again, include lethargy, not eating, a low or high body temperature, dehydration, abdominal pain, and occasional vomiting. Treatment is going to be very similar as it is for dogs. It's going to be IV fluids, anti-vomiting medication, and what's unique in cats is we may actually put in a temporary feeding tube into your cat's nostril, which goes into their stomach, to start them on a liquid diet. Why is that? Well, The main reason why we'll actually start nutrition sooner in cats than in dogs is because cats can only go about three to four days without eating before they go into liver failure, something called hepatic lipidosis. And so oftentimes they need this liquid diet temporarily just to hydrate them and to make sure they don't have secondary complications from pancreatitis. The important thing to know about pancreatitis is it can be treatable, but sometimes we can see severe cases which can be fatal. Again, the easiest way to avoid it in dogs is to make sure that we keep table scraps away, especially those fatty snacks. For cats, there's nothing you can do to, quote, prevent pancreatitis versus dogs. The important thing to know about cats is when we see pancreatitis in cats, sometimes it's from underlying disease. In other words, cats that have underlying inflammatory bowel disease or even underlying hepatitis are at increased risk for pancreatitis. When in doubt, talk to your veterinarian about being referred to the ER vet or to a board-certified veterinary specialist for ultrasound and appropriate diagnosis and treatment of pancreatitis. More importantly, keep your dog and cat safe by keeping away table food. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. And make sure if you have any questions to email me at drjustine at petliferadio.com. You can also find me at drjustinelee.com or on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee too. 
With that, we're out of time, and we wanted to give a huge shout-out to Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.